This dynamic message is brought to you by Redemption in Jesus with Marco Bravo. This morning, we are going to start with a series. I'm not exactly sure how long it'll be. I don't think it'll be a long one. But we are going to start with a series, and I've got some wonderful things to share with you. Now, some of it is refresher, some of it is things that we know that we are familiar with. But faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. We need to hear it and hear it. Just like we eat, and you know, we don't just eat a, our favorite meal one time, but we go and we enjoy it from time to time. We enjoy it often. In the same way, God's Word is the same. You know, the more we chew on it, the more we feed on it, the more we just feast on it the more it impacts our lives, the more it, um, it gives us nutrition, spiritual nutrition. And of course, faith rises more so. We're able to believe more so. And so that's what we want to do today. So here is the title of our series that we're starting today. And this is part one. And it is titled, Faith Always Finds a Way. And this is part one, as I said. And we are subtitling part one, what faith means. So faith always finds a way. And today we're going to look at what faith means. Now remember, I said what faith means. I didn't say what faith is. We know what faith is. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we can all quote it. I want to talk about what faith is in the context of how faith always finds a way. Always finds a way for us. Praise God. Amen. Now, we all face times of difficulty. Isn't that so? I mean, we live in this fallen world. There's always things going on. Jesus said we're going to have trials and tribulations here on earth. And so, you know, for us to think that we are never going to face anything, any adversity, it's foolish, honestly. We are going to face times of difficulty. And it is in those times of difficulty that we often question things about God. We question God. We question our faith. We question whether we are really believers. We question whether we are really believing. We question, you know, if something doesn't happen the way we expected, we question why, why didn't it happen? Sometimes we get bitter with ourselves. Sometimes we get bitter with God. We have, you know, we resent ourselves. We resent God. We resent the church. We resent believers. We resent the Bible. So we all go through these different notions. Now, I'm, I'm sure somebody's thinking, oh, really? Do you go through that? <laughs> more than you'll realize, more than you'll know. Just because God has placed me here and I get to share the wonderful gospel with you and be pastor, that doesn't mean that I'm not human, that I don't go through these things. I've gone through times where I have literally questioned myself. I've questioned God. I've questioned faith. I've questioned His Word. You know, I've thrown my toys out the cart some. And praise God for His grace and mercy. Amen. So we all go and we all face times of difficulty at some point. And how often in those times has it felt for us like there's no way out? It's like, what is going on here? Am I stuck? Is this going to destroy me? Is this going to cause me to lose everything? Is this going to be my downfall? Is this going to be the end of me? You know, it may be some kind of sickness, something that's been chronic in your life. And you may feel like, well, I've tried everything. I've done everything I can. I've used faith. I've declared scripture. I've gone to doctors trusting God to use them. And here I am still in the situation. 
Maybe this is what's going to kill me. Maybe this is what's going to take my life before it's time. And, you know, I'm just speaking in terms of what we face as people and even as believers. Now, most of us like to faith it until we make it, and we should. And there are some who fake it until they make it. And, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. But, you know, it's not really fake to believe and trust God. But the point is, is, is that when we face and we find ourselves in situations, we often find ourselves asking the question, is there a way out? What is going to happen here? What is the worst case scenario that is going to happen to me? And you know, the good news is, is, is that God in His Word tells us that there is always a way out. He says, I will always make a way of escape for you. He says, I will always deliver you. And so we need to trust and believe Him. We need to believe Him, believe His Word, and believe that He says, that when He says that there is a way out, that there will be a way out. And today, I want to show you how faith, in other words, believing, believing God, believing His promises, believing Him, how faith, how believing always finds a way out, always finds a way of escape, always finds a way of victory, always finds a way to victory. Believing, when I say faith always finds a way, you can say it this way, believing always finds a way. Believing God, believing what He says, and believing what He's told us. Amen. That always finds a way, and God says that's the way that we will find a way out. Now, I want to use an illustration to help us just get a picture of what I'm talking about here. And so, before I show you, and I'm going to show you a short 32-second video clip, which has no sound, but it's so that we can see what I'm talking about. But before I do that, let me just make this statement. I've just said that God tells us that there is always a way out. And we've titled this series, Faith Always Finds a Way. Believing Always Finds a Way. And you know, when, I, when, when the Lord put that title in my heart, I thought, hmm, what can I, how can I illustrate this? And immediately the Holy Spirit just showed me water. You know, just this gush of water that came through this terrain that had grooves, it had holes, it had stones, it had all kinds of ridges in it, just, you know, nothing uneven, just very uneven, very hollow in some places, shallow in some places, just this piece of terrain that was just, you know, multi, <laughs> multi, uh, how can I describe it, just had different layers, different dimensions. And I saw this gush of water, clean water, just come through that terrain. And you know that that water found a way through that entire terrain. Whether there was a deeper hole, where there was a stone, where there was a ridge, where there was a branch in, you know, in the way. That water just made its way through and water found its way through that terrain to the other side. And in the same way, just like water always finds a way out, I want to tell you today that faith, believing, always finds a way out. And you know, the other interesting thing about water, or water, whichever you prefer, the other interesting thing about water is, is that it always finds its own level. Have you ever tried that? And you know, I saw an illustration, uh, I think it was on YouTube, 
this man took two clear bottles of water. I think they were about eight ounces. And what he did is he connected a see-through pipe, all clear. He connected a pipe from one to the other. And then he filled the bottles up about three quarters of the way with clear water. And then he held it. And no matter how he angled them individually or, you know, individually lifted one from the other, that water in them, because it was now interconnected, always found its own level. So if he held them like this, the water would adjust itself to be at the same level. If he held the other one higher, the water would adjust itself to be at the same level. If he spun around, if he held it forward, that water always, always adjusted itself and found its own level. That's just the property of water. That's just how God created it. And it's amazing how water, how liquid, will always find its own level. And so what am I saying in that? Just like water always finds its own level, faith always finds God's level in our lives. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> faith, believing, always finds God's level in our lives. Whatever we're facing, whatever the situation is. Let me show you this illustration to illustrate what I've just said. And what you're about to see is you're about to see what is called a communicating vessel. Uh, in science, that's what they call it. So what a communicating vessel is, is, is that it's it's a vessel that has several parts to it sticking out. And each one is a different shape, a different size. Some of them are thinner, some of them are thicker. Some of them have larger portions in the middle. Some of them are twisted. But if you pour liquid, if you pour water into them, that liquid, that water, always finds a way out, first of all, and it always finds its own level. So regardless of shape, regardless of volume, regardless of mass, whatever, water, liquid, always finds its own level. And so what I want to show you in this is what I've just said, that faith, believing, always finds a way out and always finds God's level in our lives, in the situation. So watch this clip real carefully. It's 32 seconds. And I'll be right back. So, there you have it. There you saw it. Now, the red liquid represents water. It's just been colored red so we can see it clearer. Now, you saw that communicating vessel had different shapes, all kinds of different things going on with each of the uh, parts. But yet, when you pour the liquid in, it always found its level. No matter what the shape, what was going on, and it always finds its way out. And that's what I'm saying to you. Faith always finds a way. And faith always brings everything, God's level, into whatever we're facing. Amen. That's the wonderful, wonderful power of God. That's His ability. That's what He's made available to us. 
And faith, believing, always finds a way out. Amen. So faith will always, always, always find a way out for us, no matter what we're facing. Faith will always find God's level in our lives. I know I'm saying that a few times, but I want to make sure that you receive it and it gets into your heart. Let's have a look at some scripture to show us that, that illustrates that. That, you know, God will always be there for us. He will always level things out for us. And He will always you know, provided that we believe in Him, provided that we trust Him, it will always find a way out for us. Now, here's the first example. This is talking about uh, when God had taken the Israelites out of Egyptian bondage and they were on their way toward the promised land. They came across the sea. There was no way out to cross to the other side. They didn't have boats. They didn't have the infrastructure. The Egyptians were chasing after them to bring them back into slavery and even kill them. And so God supernaturally made a way and opened the sea. And that's what I'm talking about. They believed God. They trusted God. Moses was leading them and he said, God has got us here. He's not going to let us perish or die here. He is going to make a way because he's the way maker. Amen. God is going to do something for us to free us from this pursuit. And so you know what happened. The sea was opened. But let's read this here. Isaiah 43, verse 16 to 19 from the New Living Translation. It says, I am the Lord, God says, I am the Lord who opened the way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But watch what he says next. But forget all that. <laughs> it was so awesome and mighty, but he says, forget about it. He says, now watch what he says next. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. And prophetically also talking about our time in Jesus and beyond Jesus. He says, it is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Isn't that awesome what God says there to us? In essence, what he is saying is, is that faith always finds a way. That's what he's saying to us. Because they trusted God. Now, were, were they all, you know, strong, supernatural, just potent believers and no one had doubt no there were some who had fear there were some who had concerns they were all at different places but their leader and everyone else <laughs> believed i mean they believed god in one way or another when moses said fear not god will see us through they engaged with moses and they believed with him and so faith found a way god supernaturally changed what in, in the natural for us would be impossible and he made a way just like water finds its way just like water brings a it always comes to its level believing god will always find a way believing god will always level things to god's word and god's will in our lives amen look at matthew 19 verse 26 from the new living translation this is now jesus talking to his disciples about salvation and watch what he says about god Jesus looked at them <clears throat> intently and said, Humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything 
is possible. Now, as I say, he was speaking about salvation here. You know, who can be saved? Who can save themselves? Well, we cannot. Humanly speaking, we cannot save ourselves. But he says, with God, everything is possible. There is absolutely nothing that our God cannot do for us. There is abs- God can do anything. And when we put our trust and confidence in Him, He will always make a way for us. Because there Jesus was saying, you are descendants of a fallen being. He sinned, He fell. And you cannot save yourselves. It is impossible in your human effort and in, in, in your own humanity. He says, but yet, with God, all things are possible. He says, and God will make a way. In other words, just believe Him. Just trust Him. And He will find a way. He will level what you need. He will bring it to the level of God's will in your life. So God can do anything. Amen. Proverbs 3 verse 5 tells us the same thing. Remember, we're setting a foundation here for our series. Proverbs 3 verse 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now notice it doesn't say, Trust God with your mind, although that's important. But the key thing here is to trust Him with our heart. Amen. And not to lean on our own understanding. In other words, don't always try and figure out how is God going to do this. How, in other words, if we get into psychoanalysis, if we get into overanalysis, it's going to paralyze us. I mean, you've heard it said, you know, overanalysis causes paralysis. And that's true. It'll just freeze you because now you've thought so much about it, you don't know what to do, where to start. And so here it tells us, just trust God with your heart. Just trust Him completely and don't lean to your understanding. To, you know, Don't try and rationalize it always. Just trust God. In other words, faith will make a way. Faith will find a way. Faith will bring God's level to the situation. That's in essence what it's telling us there. Let's have a look at that same verse from the Passion Translation. I love the way it puts it. Watch this. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. So notice again, trust God with all your heart. Don't depend on your human intellect. Don't depend on your ability to reason something out, to see the pros and cons. Because, in fact, when it comes to trusting God, we need to let Him do it for us. We need to let Him, with His ability, do it for us. Because ultimately, He needs to get the glory. You know, if we engage and we say, well, I did this and God, you know, helped me with that. And somehow we get ourselves in the picture, well, we'll be the ones taking the glory. And ultimately, God here tells us, I can do it. You need to trust me. In other words, believe me. And you believing me will find a way. He will find a way. And believing him will level everything, will bring everything to the level of his will in our lives. Amen. So there is nothing more important in a believer's life than to believe and trust God. I mean, why else do we call ourselves believers if we don't believe? If we're going to say, yes, I'm a believer, then you better mean it. You know, you better know that if I say I'm a believer, it means that I believe God. I believe and I trust God. 
It's because I believe Him. And because I believe Him, my believing or that believing always finds a way. That believing always brings God's, <laughs> brings everything to God's level, to His will, the level of His will. Amen. Look at Hebrews 11 verse 6 from the Passion Translation. And without faith, in other words, without believing, living within us. So this is more than intellectual assent. This is more than just intellectually saying, oh yeah, I know that. This is more than that. It says, and without faith, without believing, living within us, it would be impossible to please God. So in other words, you need to believe from the inside, not just intellectually. For we come to God in faith, knowing that He is real, and that He rewards the faith of those who give all their passion and strength into seeking Him. So faith, believing, needs to live within us. And you know, I oftentimes ask myself, am I really believing? Am I really trusting God? Because it's amazing how we can know things about the Bible. We can have a whole lot of head knowledge. And sometimes we confuse knowledge for believing. And the fact is, is that believing is different. I mean, I know about certain things, but I don't believe them. I don't believe in them. So where does believing come from? From the inside of us, from our heart, is beyond our mind. Amen. And this is what it's saying to us. We need to have believing, believing, living inside of us. Praise God. Look at Psalm 34, verse 19. <clears throat> We're going somewhere with all this, okay? Psalm 34, 19 from the Amplified. It says, Many hardships are, and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous. And I love what it says next. But the Lord rescues him or her from them all. So here we have a solid promise from God that yes, we'll face hardship, we'll face tribulation, we'll face circumstances, we'll face difficulty, but God himself will rescue us through them all. In other words, faith will find a way. Faith will always level things to God's will. In our lives. It is a matter of us believing Him and trusting Him. That's the emphasis of what I'm trying to make here. And so no matter what we face, there is always a way out. Why? Because faith always finds a way. Believing always finds a way. And you know, I can give you a bunch of testimonies, not just from my own life, but from people that I got to know, from you, some of your testimonies, and how just believing God made a way for you. <clears throat> now, if for any reason, this is making you angry or upset, and you're thinking, you know, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what has happened. I, I may not have gone through what you've gone through, but I've gone through my own things, where, you know, I believed, and it didn't always work out that way. And, you know, there's so many things that I've come to realize. For example, God doesn't control someone else's will. Our faith, my faith, cannot control someone else's will. My faith, can, my believing cannot make God change someone else's mind for me. But because we have free will, we have the freedom of choice. But at the end of the day, wherever it can be changed, wherever it is within the scope of this creation, I have seen God do wonderful things. And I'm trusting Him even now to do wonderful things in our lives. Even with our church, amen. Even with what is going on with us personally, I believe that God Will, will intervene uh, because I know 
that faith finds a way. I know that faith always brings everything to the level of God's will in my life. And so it is with you. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All right. So having laid that foundation then, I want to share with you three things today in this part one. I want to share with you three things of what faith means. Basically drawn from the scriptures we've already seen, but then I'm going to add some to it. But I want to show you three different aspects, if you will, of what faith means. So are you ready? It's going to come up on the screen. Here's the first one. <clears throat> this is what faith means. So remember, it's not what faith is, what faith means in the context of making a way for us. Faith means to believe God. Now that's not rocket science, but that's a fact. Faith means to believe God. That's number one. Now, to believe God means to believe what He says. It means that we take Him at His word. That's what that means. That's what faith means. That's the faith that makes a way. Is we believe God, we believe what He says, we take Him at His word. Let's have a look at some examples. Luke chapter 5, verses 5, and then we're going to jump to the second part of verse 7 for time's sake. Watch this. We're familiar with these, so I'm just going to go through them quick. But Simon answered and said to him, this is Simon speaking to Jesus, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Talking about fishing, because he was a fisherman. Nevertheless, watch what he says next. At your word, I will let down the net. And then look what happens in verse 7. And they came and filled both the boats. And so that they began to sink. So what you see here is the account where Peter with his other fishermen, colleagues, they were fishing. They were out all night and they caught nothing. There was no fish. And then Jesus said, go back again and cast your nets. It's interesting. Jesus said, cast your nets. And Peter said, I'll cast the net. <laughs> but even so, he still took him at his word. In other words, I'm going to believe what you say, and I'm going to take you at your word, which is what faith means. Faith means to believe God. So he does that. What happens? Both boats get completely filled with their catch, so much so that they started sinking from the weight of their catch. And I mean, that's God. You see how faith made a way. How faith brought God's will, everything, to the level of God's will. That's what faith does. That's what believing does. When we believe God, that's what is going to happen. That's what it's going to do. So I want to encourage you today. Don't grow weary. Don't get disheartened. Don't doubt. Don't let, don't let unbelief get in the way. Keep believing God. Whatever it takes, we will believe God. We will take Him at His word. So number one, that's what faith means, is to believe God. Luke chapter 8, verse 49, the second part, and then 50, and then we're going to jump to 54 and 55 from the Passion Translation. Here's another example of taking God at His word, and faith means to believe God. Someone came from Jairus' house, now Jairus was a religious leader, and told him, there is no need to bother the master any further. Your daughter has passed away. She's gone. You see, Jairus had a daughter who was sick. She was 12 years old. And he had gone to Jesus and said, please come pray for my daughter. She's about to die. And so now they're on their way and someone comes to him and he says, don't worry about bothering Jesus anymore. She's died. She's gone. Imagine that. And then look at verse 50. When Jesus heard this, he said, 
to Jairus. Jairus, don't yield to your fear. Have faith in me and she will live again. In other words, Jesus said, believe me. Believe me. Take me at my word. Because that's what faith means, is to believe God. And then look what happened in verse 54 and 55. Jesus approached the body, took the girl by the hand, and called out with a loud voice, My sleeping child, awake, rise up. Watch this now. Instantly, her spirit returned to her body, and she stood up. So there again, we see another example of someone who took Jesus at His word, who chose to believe Him, because that's what faith means, is to believe God, and God did it for them. In other words, believing found a way. Believing brought everything to the level of God's will. That's what it did for them right there. And those examples are there for us to believe. Amen. I know that in our time, I find that there's just such a struggle for believers to believe. And I'm including myself in that. There's so many things going on, so many hardships we face, and all the things that we go through, and just the environment in our nation. And I find that people are just, it it's, has seemed to be harder to believe. And the fact is, is that, you know, God hasn't changed. Our circumstances may. You know, the atmosphere may, but God hasn't changed. Believing in God hasn't changed. And we need to get ourselves back to that and believe and trust God. Amen. We see those examples right there. So that's the first thing. The second thing that faith means, it's on the screen now. Faith means to expect a favorable outcome based on a promise from God. Please take that in. Let's read that again. Let's look at it real carefully. Because I want to make sure we don't miss what I'm saying there. Faith means to expect a favorable, or you could say a good outcome. Watch what it says next. Based on a promise from God. That's the key thing right there. This is that if we are going to believe God, we need to believe, if we are believing Him about something specific, it needs to be based on a promise that He's made us. Otherwise, it's just speculation, it's just hope, it's just thought. But when we lock in with what God has said, with what He has promised, with what He has guaranteed us, when we look, lock, <laughs> when we lock our believing to that, that, that's when we are in faith. That's when we are believing and our believing will find a way and will bring everything to the level of God's will. I trust that that's making sense, but let me qualify it a little bit more. What we mean by that is, your expectation has to be attached to a promise from God. Because think about it, if your expectation is not attached to a promise from God, then really all that it is, is just optimism. You know, you've been optimistic about a situation. And optimism is not faith. That's just being positive about something. That's just positive thinking, positive believing, positive speaking. But if it's not attached to a promise from God, then it's not really faith. Because faith needs to be attached to a promise from God. That's when it finds a way. That's when it brings everything to the level of God's will. Because it is attached to something that God has said, that's something God has promised. And that's something else that I have found in my life. It's so easy. You know, we, we hear the word and we're familiar with the word and 
we speak about the word, we listen to teaching, we read the word, we, we hear the word. And so we just kind of have this, you know, if I'm just positive about b believing God, if I'm just positive about a situation, if I just believe for, and it's good to do that, it's good to, it's part of that. But when you attach your expectation to a promise from God, <laughs> that's when it really locks in as faith, as believing. And that's when it finds a way. That's when it brings everything to the level of God's will in our lives. Amen. Let me, let's read um, Isaiah 55 verse 11. God says here, So my word be which goes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void. In other words, useless or without result. Without accomplishing what I desire. And without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. So right there God himself says, this is that you have my word and my word is the guarantee. And when you lock your expectation to my word, it will succeed. It will accomplish what I've designed it to do. You see, that's why we need to lock what we, our expectation to God's promise. Because when we do that, it's faith. It's believing. And that's what makes a way. That's what brings everything to the level of God's will. Amen. Pretty powerful stuff. I mean, nowadays we hear so much good, you know, feel good and positive teaching. And I'm glad about that. But when all it does is just helps us to have a positive attitude, a positive mindset, but doesn't help us lock in with God's promises specifically, then that's what it is. It's, we've been optimistic. We have a good, positive approach to something. But it's not really going to make a way for us or bring everything to the level of God's will because it's not locked in with a promise from God. Faith means that we expect a favorable outcome based on a promise from God. Amen. So that's the second thing that faith means. You see, our expectation needs to be specifically attached to a promise from God. It cannot be vague. And I'm not getting legalistic here, but this is, this is fact. I mean, God told Moses, I'm going to rise up your stick and I'm going to split the sea. He had a specific promise. And so his expectation was attached to that and it happened. Then he communicated that to the people. They did the same thing. Jesus did the same thing with Jairus. He gave him a promise. He says, don't be fearful. Just believe me. In other words, I will raise her. When Jairus locked his expectation with that, faith found the way. And faith brought everything to the level of God's will, which was for his child to live. Amen. Because she was already dead. Same thing with Peter, with, with the fishermen. When Jesus said, go and it's going to happen, you're going to catch lots of fish, in essence is what he, what he said. When Peter's expectation, even though he didn't feel like it, even though he had been out all night and he was like, you know, I know probably know fishing better, about fishing better than you do, Jesus, but... But at your word, in other words, I'm going to lock my expectation with your promise. What happened? They had two boats full that almost sunk with so much of a catch. Amen. And so that's what faith means. It has to be specifically locked to a promise from God. Amen. All right. So that's the second thing. Now let's have a look at the third thing that faith means. Faith means to have confidence in God's nature and character. In other words, have confidence in who God is 
and who he says he is and he, what he can do. Amen. Have com- That's what faith means. Faith means to have confidence in God's nature and character. All right. So what is God's nature? Well, John 4 verses 8, the second part of verse 8 and the second part of verse 16 for time's sake, tells us what his nature is. Watch this. It says, for God is love. So he doesn't just have love. He's not just able to love, but he actually is love itself. He is love. That's who he is. That's his essence. That's his nature. That's who he is. And then in verse 16, it tells us the same thing. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God. Why? Because God is love. And God lives through them. Or you could say love lives through them. In other words, God's nature is that of love. He is love. And He loves us. And so He wants us living in His love. And He wants us having His love flow out of us. But He wants us living in that love. In other words, don't go around being concerned, you know, is God going to judge me? Well, He's already judged you at the cross. Right? And I know someone who may not be familiar might say, what about the judgment seat of Christ? Go look at that verse. Look at the original. That word judgment is not in the original. We will face the seat of Christ. And that seat is the Baymatos. It's the winner's platform. We are going to be rewarded. Why? Because all your judgment for all your sin, past, present and future, took place at the cross in Jesus. Now, if someone takes it to say, well, that means that I can do whatever I want. Well, then you need some heart surgery. Because if that's how we express gratitude to God for redemption, something's not right there. Amen. But the point is, is that we were judged at the cross. You don't have to be concerned. I've said this before. You don't have to be concerned about judgment day because your judgment day took place at the cross. When Jesus said it is finished, you were fully judged for your sin. And so the point that I'm trying to make is that God did that because he loves you. You are loved by God. Jesus said love, that you love them as you love me. The way God loves Jesus is the way he loves you. Absolutely. And so that's his nature. He loves you. And because he loves you, you should have confidence in believing him because he loves you. He's not out to judge you or condemn you. Religion will tell you that. Legalistic teaching will tell you that. But that's not gospel truth. He loves you. Amen. That's his nature. Look at James 1 verse 17, the second part of that verse. Talking about God, it says, He never, now you know what never means. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You know, as the sun moves, our shadow moves with it. Well, yeah, this is painting that picture and saying, (laughs) His shadow never moves. It is steady. It is solid. In other words, you can count on His nature. You can count on who He is because He never changes. He doesn't shift is what it says. And so that's His nature. That's who God is. And remember, Faith means to have confidence in God's nature. And so that's his nature. So that's why you can have confidence. He loves you. He's never going to change. That's who he is to you. He's your father. Amen. You see, God has absolute integrity. Therefore, you can rely on him. Did you hear what I said? God has absolute integrity. That's why you can rely on him. Hebrews 6 verse 18, the first part of that verse. Watch this from the Passion. So it is impossible, in other words, not possible, for God to lie. 
For we know that His promise and His vow will never change. And then, if we have a look at Numbers, chapter 23 and verse 19, watch what it says. God is not a man, not a human in other words. So He does not lie. He is not human. So He does not change His mind. Has He ever spoken and failed to act? Has He ever promised and not carried it through? And so God has absolute integrity. That's what that shows us. He doesn't lie. We don't have to doubt. We don't have to be concerned whether He's going to change His mind. That's who God is. He has absolute integrity. Therefore, we can rely on Him. And I mean, I've just given you a little bit here as far as His nature and His character. But that's the third thing that faith means. Faith means to have confidence in God's nature and character. And so, those are the three things that helps faith find a way. That helps faith bring everything to the level of God's will. That's what faith means. That's what it means to believe. So, faith means to believe God. Faith means to expect a favorable outcome based on a promise from God. In other words, expectation that is attached to a promise from God. Not just optimism, not just belief for the best, but it's attached to a promise from God. Amen. And faith means to have confidence in His nature and in His character because He has absolute integrity. Amen. Praise God, praise God. Now, today we've laid that foundation. But let me end off by saying this. Faith always finds a way in our lives. God said it, we believe it, and we know that it's going to do that. Just like you saw in the illustration, that water, that liquid, found it, it was looking for its way out. Secondly, so it always finds its way out. Secondly, it always gets through everything. Secondly, no matter what circumstances look like, it always finds its level. In other words, faith will always bring everything to the level of God's will in our lives. Amen. Faith does it for us. So it behooves us to live by faith, to live believing God, trusting Him, depending on Him. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I just sense in my heart that I need to pray over, some, over you, over some of you. I sense that, you know, many of us have faced circumstances. Many of us have faced situations. Praise God, praise God. Receive His presence and His anointing now. Father, I pray for all those, Father, who at the sound of my voice have been facing trials, tribulations, hardship, difficult times. We've just heard, Father. We've just seen, we've just been reminded how faith how believing always finds a way. It always brings everything to the level of your will. And so today, Father, I pray for them. You know their situations. You know their circumstances. You know where they are trusting you. And Father, I thank you for your anointing now that brings strength, that brings courage, that brings peace, that brings, Father, just that supernatural dunamis power for them to rise up even higher, Father. And I thank you today that as they put their trust in you, as they believe in you today, Father, that that faith 
begins to make a way. That faith continues to make a way. And that faith brings everything they're facing to the level of your will, your plan and purpose. I pray that today over us too, Father, as a church, as a family, and in the name of Jesus, I release your presence to fall upon them now and touch them. Touch us, Father, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, my word. There it is. There it is. There it is. Just receive it. Just forget about who's around you. Forget about the Forget about where you are. Just close your eyes. There it is. Just receive it. I can sense it so strong here. I'm barely, barely just standing. My knees are about to give in. In the name of Jesus. I sense a freedom. I sense a peace. I sense just evil and demonic forces who try to harass you leaving. They just left right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your anointing and your presence and your glory that falls upon them now. Some of you are feeling it so strong. You're starting to cry. You're starting to just, the joy is coming upon you. That's the very presence of God right now. Some of you just feel that peace and just that tranquility, just that, just that awesome state of just freedom, just peace. There it is now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your anointing. In the wonderful name of Jesus. We trust that you are blessed by this message. For more information about our ministry or to make a donation to help us continue spreading the gospel, please visit our website at redemptioninjesus.com.